Welcome to Skunk Works, where each episode we speak with CEOs of established SaaS companies about strategies for keeping innovation fresh. Hello, everyone. Eric here. I'm the host of the Skunk Works podcast. It's a show where we collect stories from experienced entrepreneurs and business leaders with the intention of inspiring and helping others on their journey. But before I begin, this episode is brought to you by Half Serious. It's a design and technology company that I founded, which helps service companies become tech-enabled businesses. And my guest today is Anne, who's the co-founder, sorry, and chief DNA and culture officer at Time Extender. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Love to be here. So, 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 um, I sometimes joke that. Um, that I actually do this so that I could get free consulting and free advice from from a lot of, of experienced uh, CEOs and entrepreneurs, and um, and it's especially true today because today we're going to be talking about things that have to do with you know mindfulness and mental health and and things of that nature, and these are topics that I'm interested in but intimidated by. Um, so I think we could be like a really interesting way of getting into this conversation is maybe talking a little bit about, um, well, first of all, can you take two minutes and explain time extender? Usually people just like to understand what the background is, and then we'll get about, we'll get into the origin story of your relationship with mindfulness. Yeah, sure thing. Um, time extender is a software combo a company. We have, um, we sell and market uh, our software um, globally. Um, it's uh, data estate building software. Mm-hmm. Uh, helps businesses all over the world extract data for business purposes, for analyzing purposes, and to drive their um, data estates. I don't think I've ever heard data estate, like real estate. No, it's not real estate. It's the data estate. It's all. It's a platform uh, for gathering data from all over your company. Got it. Okay. Um, a place where you, with drag and drop, mm-hmm. uh, can extract your data, collect them, and uh, use them for business purposes and analyzing purposes to drive business forward and do the right. Make sure that you you'll enable your people um, to do the right decisions, to make the right decisions every day. All right, excellent. Okay, I just wanted to cover that for a second, but I really want to talk about the other side of the story. So, would you mind being generous enough, the, the same way that you were with me uh, before the camera the uh, the camera was was recording, talk to us a little bit about what happened in 09. Uh, yes, uh, we founded Time Extender in uh, 2006, I got to say, um, and we were on a journey first developing uh, the, the technology. Uh, the first year we didn't have anything to market or, or sell, mm-hmm. so it was all about developing both the software and the company and the organization. It was a very exciting time, as you also know, you're also a founder. So, so that entrepreneur, that's uh, uh, the first years uh, are just amazing and they're very special. Um, 
where you can drive with uh, passion and uh, innovation and um, and then your organization gets larger um, and you get to a point I think we talked about that Eric too we get to a point where we are so caught up in the business in the people in the t everyday to, uh, to tasks and in the growth that we forget ourselves um, and that's actually what happened to me in 2009 um, I think I was so stressed out um, from all our growth plans uh, that I couldn't even feel myself um, I had a husband, he's the founder of Time Extender together with me. Uh, he was driving the technical side of things. I was driving the, the people side of things, the organization. Uh, we had two kids traveling a lot. Um, I think at that point we had about 50 employees. Um, and then one day uh, going to a training course in some kind of, I, I don't even remember what it was. Um, I had a car accident. Uh, somebody bumped into my car from behind. Uh, my nervous system totally went into fight mode. Um, and from that day on, I was, I had a serious whiplash and I had to take my life into serious consideration right there right because everything just stopped right there um, on top of we had some other um, issues uh, business issues there was the financial crisis in 2008 um, we lost a business partner that was very close to us and important for the software. It all happened within that one year. And then from one day to the other, everything just stopped. My nervous system just totally broke down, <laughs> if you can say it that way. Um, and and what, what does so, that mean when you say... What does that mean when you say your nervous system broke down? Does that, does that mean you, you can't move? Is it like a physical thing or is it a, is it more of a mental state thing? Um, both. Okay. I've been so much looking back. I, I can see things clearly now, right? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes when something like that happens, you don't connect the, the dots until later. Right. Right. But um, at that point, my body broke down. I've been so uh, much in my head. I totally forgot how my body actually felt and how I actually felt. Mm. And that's what caused the accident. It sounds very harsh, right? And it sounds very, what? What? That can't happen. But I truly believe it can. When you're too stressed out, when you're too much in your head, not in your body, accidents will happen. I'm sorry to say, they will. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's exactly what happened to me. And that started this journey, both for me as an individual, but also for the organization. 
in finding ways to build resilience, to get past traumas, to get past crisis. Now we've just been through a pandemic, right? Um, and, and what are the tools that will get us past these traumas and crises? And uh, that was the journey uh, I was on together with the organization. I couldn't just uh, call in sick. Right. Uh, you know, when you have a responsibility uh, for your family, for your employees, uh, your partners, uh, you can't just call in sick. So, so I'm guessing so, that as, a, as an entrepreneur, um, you're going through this. Your, your body doesn't respond the way that it used to. Your, your mind doesn't respond the way that it used to. You have kids, you have, you have this company that you're starting. And so on, on top of it, it's all of this is tough enough as it is, but then I'm guessing stress and anxiety starts building up on top of that. It's like, Oh my God, I should be this. I should be that. Like it's uh, totally, totally. My body was shaking nonstop. Um, so again, what, what were my choices, right? Right there. Uh, what were the tools? I could eat pills. I could lay on my, uh, go home, lay on the couch, eat pills, painkillers, whatever. That's one thing you can do, right? But there are actually other choices. And I started a search for those choices. Mm-hmm. Um, And I found especially mindfulness to be very helpful, to calm my system down, uh, to help me think again, to help me feel the body again. Um, To be able to look at reality in a truthful and realistic way again. Yeah, and that's where our purpose journey actually started. Uh, my husband and I, we started um, looking at taking a close look at ourselves, the business. What was the actual purpose of it all? What would, would we actually want to achieve? Was it worth it at all? How, so how do you connect mindfulness with purpose? Um, they are very close related. Um, purpose in life, as I see it, um, is something that we are drawn to, a reason to get up in the morning. Mindfulness is a means to get there. Does it oh, make sense? I love it. Yeah. 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 Um, so we started taking it, like I said, we started taking a close look at the business. Why are we here? What do we actually want to achieve? And that's where the empowering the world with data, mind and heart comes in because time matters. And that's actually also our purpose today. That's, uh, the company purpose that drives us every day and all the ex-people, as we call our employees. Okay. So, and then also 
we're working with mindfulness as part of uh, building resilience, helping our employees building resilience. So um, I, I have to ask you a question that is terrible. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. So my question comes from a place that I'm not proud of, but part of me is always sort of wonder as a business person that's running a company that's trying to sort of go out there and, and compete. Um, part of me is always kind of wondering, would a mindful company be less competitive because people just are, are less can directly connected to the drive and the sort of um, energy that comes with stress that, I don't want to say the positive side of stress, but I just want to say, you know, like that, that feeling of urgency, mm. can, can you be a person that is driven by urgency and sort of aggressive about reaching for goals and, and be a mindful person at the same time? Mm. It's a very good question. Um, and I like to answer it with a question. Is that long time sustainable? To have that, to, to be driven by that sense of urgency. I bet that was what drove me mm -hmm. the sense of urgency, the anxiety of not being enough all the time. Right. I don't know if you can relate, but that was actually looking back before 2009, that was how I felt. I felt that sense of urgency all the time. Because what if I don't do this? If I don't do this, whoa, 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 what happens? Um, and we need to do this quick, 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 quick. To a point that I couldn't feel myself. And how, what effect will that state of mind have on your decisions? But it's a, it's a journey of ongoing balance. To Balance. get there every day, every day, um, because the sense of urgency is also necessary. It's not that it's not good. Yeah, it is because it's a passion. It's also part of what drives us and what's funny and uh, what's what gets us excited and the energy between people. Right? Hey, we need to do this. We yeah, need yeah. to win this. Win. Um, And still being aware of the balance that when is enough enough. Yeah, and, and, and that's I'll, where mindfulness oh, comes sorry. in. Oh, sorry. I, know, I, was, I, I was just I was just gonna say people don't know this, but before we started, we did a one-minute meditation and it felt great. And I, you know, I'm sort of I'm being obnoxious by asking that question because I know that you know some people think that way and I used to think that way. The, but the fact of the matter is we did a one minute uh, sort of meditation, uh, I'll say session, but I mean, it's one minute of, of meditation where I don't feel less energized in, in this thing. Uh, I may even feel more thoughtful. So, uh, you know, I may, I may take some time during my day to just distance myself from my emotion and the things I'm living now. But when I'm going to sort of get out of that thing, I, hopefully I'm going to be a little bit more clearer about purpose why am i doing this you know i'm in the process right now of renegotiating uh, renegotiating a budget with a client i'm very stressed about it um yeah. 
but I think that if I take a moment and it was right before this call. So right before this call, I was, I was debating that budget and, and it was tense. And I'm like, I'm imagining myself in that conversation with that client and it's not going to be fun. And um, I'm going to do it anyway. Right. I'm not, not going to yeah. do it. It's and exciting it, too. It. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but just maybe taking a little bit of a moment before that call to sort of calm myself down, you know, it just makes sense to me. So if, if you don't mind, I'll move to my other question, which is my real question. Uh, I was, uh, we're about 70 employees and um, I, I, um, I really like all the concepts around mindfulness. I'm a poor practitioner. Um, I tend to do it only when I get very stressed. It's not part of my routine, although I wish it was. And sometimes I think I would like other people in the company to adopt to adopt some of these you know behaviors, but I don't know. I feel awkward about it. It feels a little woohoo, and you know, are, are people going to think that we're going to light up incense and and you know, kumbaya and all that stuff? Like, how? What is and like, how did you bring that into your company? And I'm guessing that for this to work, you're not going to be the person always pushing it. it. It sort of needs to take hold and for people to sort of adopt it and start doing it themselves. And that now it belongs to everyone. It's not just Anne on her soapbox yeah. preaching about mindfulness. Like how, how do you get things like this to, to spread in a way that makes sense? Yeah, I had the same... Um frustrations actually starting out in 2009 uh the one minute uh, before meetings uh in silence to to get us all landed focusing and connecting and i i couldn't really understand why don't they get it because one thing was that i felt that i was starting to ground myself but i could see people around me they they weren't quite there and i was just being frustrated, how can they see it? I can see it. how can't they see it? And then somebody told me, hey, we can't force this on people. And we can't, we can't force it on people. We can be an inspiration and we can invite people to join. So that's what happened. I had, in the beginning, I had people walking out of meetings. Oh, really? Because this is voodoo. I don't want to be part of this. And actually, yeah. this guy, he was standing outside um, the door. After, And it was totally okay. It was totally okay. If you don't want to join, you can just, yeah, take a breather outside the room, come back in. And what happened actually was that when he came in again, he was totally reset and grounded. And surprised. <laughs> you, you forced him. Surprised. You tricked him into relaxing outside. No, it, I, it wasn't my intention at all, but yeah. that was what happened, actually. And when introducing this one minute, uh, the reaction mostly is, thank you. When we introduce uh, new people, uh, to, like um, in external meetings, uh, with new hires, with candidates, uh, for opening uh, open positions at Time Extender, uh, people, they say, thank you. It's the feeling and people, they remember in feelings. So just trying it and it's enough. So it's enough just to be the inspiration. Um, 
saying that it's okay, pre-framing it, inviting people, starting uh, simple, like just uh, make it a conscious choice that in all meetings, we start with a moment of silence. Mm. We invite people, we pre-frame it. They can have their eyes open. They can have them closed. It's whatever feels good for them. Right. Um, then it's okay. And start with that. That's all. Just start there. I, I, I think um, when I first started, um, and, and still to this day, sometimes my biggest problem is I feel I'm doing it wrong. You know, because I'm I thought of something where I'm supposed to not be thinking about anything or, or whatever. And there's there's this there's this sensation when you're starting of it doing it incorrectly or wanting to do it correctly. And that's that is a that is a wrong framework. Right. I like what you said. Frame it. Frame yeah. it. What frame it as an experiment, frame it as an exploration. Like, how do you frame it? Um. It's just, hey, I'd like to invite you to a moment of silence just to land focus and connect. Um, you can have your eyes open, closed, whatever. It's, and we're just going to be here together. That's all. Okay. That's all. No voodoo, voodoo no, uh, uh, no funny stuff. No, it's, yeah, it's just normal. It's just yeah. making sense. Yeah, it's just making sense so so for you healthy choices so for you guys Um, in 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 like regular meetings at at time extender throughout the day you'll have people say hey would you guys mind is it like automatic or do you say would you guys mind if we started with a moment of silence or like someone needs to suggest it or it's systematic you always start with a moment of silence it depends internally in internally meetings people would just automatically uh take the hourglass, turn it, having a minute, we don't even have to pre-frame it because everybody knows what's right. it all, what it's all about. Uh, also, now, we've been doing this since 2009. So by now, we also have moments of silence uh, during meetings of, of reflection. We have weekly recharge sessions where we train, like you said before, this... Uh, this sense of, hey, I want to win this, right? But you can't win in mindfulness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be the best at mindfulness. Yes, yes. Now I really, and, and my mind should be, if I'm doing this right, my, I'm, my mind should be in t- totally empty from mm. all thoughts. Yeah. But that, that, that's, <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> maybe the monks uh, in the monasteries out in Asia, maybe, but in the Western world, I mean, it's not gonna happen. It, sometimes, maybe moments you have these moments where it's just you're just in flow. You don't think. You're just acting. Um, but it's okay. It's okay to have thoughts. Um, and again, pre-frame it like you you want to, so it feels authentic. Yeah. Like you could say, "Hey, you can't win at this. There's nothing uh, right or wrong in this." You can and, have and- all the thoughts you want, just let them go. But it's again, it's, it's training. It's constant training and practicing. Um, and the company and organization will evolve with it. But start small. You, start you mentioned small. training a, a few times. How, how does that work? How do you train people? Uh, we have the weekly uh, reach out sessions uh, with an instructor. Um, guiding us 
into meditation and introducing us to different kinds of meditations and or simply just breathing techniques. We just had um, a company-wide uh, inspirational event, Inspire On, we call it, with um, a freediver, world record-winning freediver. He can hold his breath in 22 minutes. <gasps> what? Oh, I, sorry. Yeah, 22 minutes. I just needed to say this. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that is incredible. Like, it's incredible. Teaching us breathing techniques and how you through the right breathing uh, can control your mind and also stay when controlling your mind you can keep your body also in this uh, state of flow I don't know have you ever tried I mean the feeling of just being in flow having uh. that I, no I, I between body, yeah, mind. I associate the feeling of flow with some sort of creative endeavor. Maybe if I'm drawing or if I'm writing or something like that, I felt, I don't know if that's the correct term, but I felt a sense of, of flow. Exactly. And with breathing techniques, you can actually obtain that kind of flow uh, during the day. During like. Uh, negotiations also in stressful situations you can through your breathing keep that sense of flow it's i'm not saying it's easy yeah but at least yeah (laughs) but with the right techniques we can get far and with training and having the routines like okay we'll start with uh, minutes in silence during the day where we use these breathing techniques, then okay. they'll become a habit at some point. Yeah, I, I think honestly that that's the thing. Like, when does it become a habit? When, when does it stop being weird? But it's the same thing as learning to play the piano or whatever. It's a skill, right? It's a skill, yeah. a skill that you just need to commit to apply regularly so that it becomes a thing. Totally. Like brushing your teeth, right? Just need to become a habit. It's taking that minute just to check in on yourself right Mm -hmm. during the day so your mind is always reset and present just imagine if we were all there i'm not saying i'm not there all the time i'm not i'm no saint or anything but with the right techniques and persistence and training we can obtain that yeah. yeah the, the, see the biggest problem with and i think it's the same thing with people like me that are sort of mindfulness curious is that it's like it's like the kid that's praying praying to god before an exam and then and then never again you know it's it's like this thing i i'm gonna i'm gonna try to meditate when i'm super stressful but then at the moments yeah. in time that are in, in like i don't now it doesn't it doesn't seem important anymore so i don't so I don't do it so i i think it's uh it's a, it's an important thing. So what would be your advice to me in terms of a thing that I should be doing every single day, maybe just by myself so that I could get myself acclimated, uh, like use, used to sort of putting this into a habit. Yeah. Um, making it a part of your routine, your daily routine, like brushing your teeth. What is it like in the morning before you get your day started? Is it like at noon or it doesn't matter? 
I can't tell you because that's so individual. Ah, I see. I love my mornings. Okay. But that's I a common also, thing. Yeah. I also uh, really like just before going to sleep, mm. taking that time. And you know what? Even five minutes, that's enough. Yeah. So it's not like, oh my God, I can't put any more into my schedule. It's all booked. Uh, but five minutes in the morning, in the evening, that's enough. Yeah. I yeah, started my- by, there's a lot of cool meditations out there on YouTube, Mindspace, um, just starting to explore a bit, starting to, hey, what do I actually like? What kind of meditations mm-hmm. do I like? Uh, what uh, meditations calm me down more than others and then you'll start evolving again you can't win in it you can't win in it so it's often our impatience that's our worst enemy in this right so a big part of mindfulness is also accepting yourself accepting the journey you're on finding that purpose inside of self yourself whether it's as an individual or with your company. Gotcha. What is the purpose? And again, the mindfulness, the means to fulfill your purpose, working into your routines. Yeah, I think I, I think Those I'm actually gonna I think I'm gonna book myself a, a meeting at 845 every every day so that I could see it in my in my you know in my calendar. I've downloaded Headspace a long time ago. I don't think I've ever opened it. It's like this thing that I it's like this thing that's like important. But it's never urgent, so it's very easy to, yeah. to say, ah, next week, I'll, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow or whatever. Okay. All right. That, yeah, it's that, funny enough, right, that that we have to wait until it's really urgent yeah. to do something about it. Yes. And, yeah. then, and then it's even tougher. I know that one of the big problems for me is also sleeping. Like, I, I go to bed, and then let's say my budget thing. I go to bed, and I worked on the budget before or even during the day, and then I spend the first two hours trying to go to sleep, but in my mind, yeah. just having the conversation with the client or, or the thing that's stressing me out, I'm just, I, I'm in it. I'm in that conversation. It's completely impossible for me to sort of step out. And every time I hear about mindfulness, I hear, you know, metaphors of, of people saying, well, it's like stepping outside of the... The, the the dryer it's still tumbling but you're not in the tumbler you're you're watching the tumbler and, and you're you're able to sort of put some distance and i hear that and i'm like oh my god i want that i want that so bad uh and then it's easy to make excuses of like oh, i'm not not i don't have that type of brain or whatever but i i do uh you've motivated me to actually put this as a as a routine there's nothing magical about it it's a routine it needs to be in your routine Totally, totally. And uh, that um, just, that's like you mentioned an important point, trying to look at yourself from the outside. Yeah. Uh, Because I totally get that feeling. I have it also, that anxiety feeling that a, a project you got so caught up in that it's playing in your mind all the time. Uh, you just told me while we were doing the one minute before, the recording today you said afterwards that you did a body scan um i was just trying to impress you no but swift uh uh shifting your focus it's actually a wonderful thing and it's really well it's it's working yeah so if 
a body scan works for you, I know I love the body scans. Just simply shifting my focus mm -hmm. from my mind and into my, <laughs> first my feet and <laughs> my knees. Then, my, then I got out of my head because you can't have your thoughts um, uh, other than one place at a time. Yep. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So if you uh, shift your mind, uh, focus on your feet, then automatically you will, you will get out of that project you would just been on, right? I got you. Yeah. Maybe you need to work a full body scan on. <laughs> <laughs> I often do. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure, sometimes it's more difficult than others. And then you really need to. Very bring cool. All your tools at play at one. <laughs> Very cool. Listen, this is about our time. I told you this is kind of a, a little bit of a short format. So, uh, so I really appreciate it. I really, I, I appreciate and admire your willingness to share such a personal story. Uh, and, and, and I think my takeaway is that, you know, sometimes things happen to you and they set you on this journey, but we, we all have, uh, it's sort of a little bit of a more of a microaggression in, in the today's business world, death by a thousand cuts. Like you don't, we don't need to wait until something incredible happens to you in order to fall in that journey. That journey has incredible benefits, whether, uh, you know, whether you, you've been through a, a very sort of tangible trauma or the normal traumas that we endure every single day. This is something that, that has something for, for all of us. Yes. Yes. And I, I, and thank you very much for having me on the show <laughs> and, and being open about your own story and, and getting the topic out there yeah. about mindfulness and the value about, of it, uh, because Perfect. it's truly is valuable. Excellent. And healthy. Yes. Healthy. You said tool. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In today's business environment, right. And workplaces. Yeah, let's let's do our fake sign off for the podcast and then let's keep on talking. We have a, more questions, but I want to respect our time. So thank you so much, Anne. Thanks for, for everything. And, um, and have a great rest of your day. You too, Eric. Thank you very much. It's been All a right. great conversation. I love it. Thanks for listening to Skunk Works. We'll see you again next time and be sure to click subscribe to get future episodes.